Hey guys, my name is Pastor Ron. So glad that you tuned in to the podcast of Allentown Fellowship Church. Each week we're going to endeavor just to walk through the Bible book by book and then give you some truths that you can apply to your life. So welcome to the AFC podcast. Trust and pray that God's word today will be a blessing to you. We are going to be in Mark chapter 4 as we continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark. So let's turn over there together. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. And uh, as we've been walking through this Gospel, again, Mark is answering the question, who is Jesus? And so he is giving the accounts that involve the life of Jesus very quickly, very rapidly, compared to if you read the Gospel of Matthew or Luke, uh, they're a little longer, they have a little bit more detail, but Mark is kind of moving quickly, just kind of giving you little synopsises, not giving all the details to all of the interactions with the people, and, and putting before the writers who is this Jesus? And what we're learning, Jesus is gaining in popularity. Jesus is uh, gaining a lot of people who are interested in listening to him. But he's also upsetting people like the Pharisees, the religious order of the day. Because Jesus is breaking some of the laws that they've set up things you should do, things you should not do on the Sabbath. Jesus is bringing in a whole different understanding of what it means to be right with God. And we're going to keep seeing this unfold and unfold. And he switches to speaking and teaching in parables, giving these stories. And we learned last time the reason he's doing this is because the truth is being hidden to many people whose heart is closed. Their hearts are callous. It's not Jesus closing their hearts. It's them rejecting truth. So then he began to just speaking parables and then take his disciples aside and break down what the parable meant to his disciples. Right? So we come to chapter 4. We saw the parable of the sower last time. We're going to start in Verse 21, Mark 4, 21. And we're going to see Jesus give more parables and trying to explain the kingdom of God, what the kingdom of God is like. We're going to have the parable of the seed, the parable of the mustard seed, and then he's going to talk about this idea of a lamp being put under a basket. That, that, that's not what you do with the lamp. So let's ask God to open up our understanding as we get into the word today. Father, thank you for your word. And I pray now as we read your word together and study that you would open up our understanding. Apply these truths to our hearts, Father, that we might, again, take this truth and apply it to our lives. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Let's start at verse 21. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? 
Now, the obvious answer is, well, no. These oil lamps that they used back in ancient Near East and Israel, they used these oil lamps for light. You, you don't bring this oil lamp and light it in your home and then put it under a basket or, or hide it or put it out of view. You have the lamp to give you light, right? So you can see what you're doing. It's interesting because the, the, the literal translation here is the lamp. The lamp is brought in to be used a particular way. The lamp, not a lamp, but the lamp. And I believe this lamp is referring to Jesus Christ himself. That remember he said in John's gospel, he is the light that has come into the world. So he's using this as a metaphor. He's the lamp. What does the lamp do? The lamp gives you light so you can see how to do life. Jesus is that lamp. Jesus is this light that has come into the world. Now notice what he says. For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. What is he saying here? God is sending Christ into the world for Christ to be made plain to everyone. Christ did not come into the world to hide, to be this, you know, little um, light in the corner, but he came to be proclaimed. Remember John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. God in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ is coming to be the light of the world not to be hidden. Now, it's interesting because those listening to Christ, especially the Pharisees, they're not getting who he is. Here they have God among them, walking among them, teaching among them, and it's going right over their heads. Jesus is telling them plainly, I am the one who was sent. My Father sent me. But they're rejecting the light that has come into the world. He goes on and he says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the idea of this spiritual ears. Are you listening? Listening to the truth of what I'm saying. Now, notice what he says in 24. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Here Jesus is saying, as God reveals his spiritual truth, and you receive that truth, he will give you more truth. He will give you more truth. But if you reject the truth of what God is saying through Christ, then it's going to result in continual blindness. So the one who hears, the one who, who accepts what Christ is saying, God will continue to open up his understanding and give him more. Remember, as the crowds are listening to Jesus, many of them go away, but then some continue to follow. They want more doesn't mean that they understand all the ins and outs of what Jesus is saying. 
but your heart is open to the truth of what God is saying. And so if the heart is open, God will keep pouring more truth into your heart, into your life. God will continue to give you spiritual understanding. It's a divine act that God does. Oftentimes when people say they're, they're seeking God, I tell them one of the best ways to seek God is to read God's word, to study God's word. Even when you're studying it and you don't understand everything, the fact that you're seeking, God will give you more. Notice again, he says, pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention. Don't ignore it. Don't reject it. You will get more understanding. Remember the Pharisees were the total opposite. They thought they had spiritual understanding, but Jesus rebuked them. He let them know, you think you understand, but you don't. Now let, look at what Jesus does now, because now he's going to give two parables and explaining what the kingdom of God is like. Verse 26. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Remember our parable of the sower scattering the seed, which is the word of God. This farmer scatters seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. And the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the air, then the full grain in the air. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. What is he saying here? As he's talking about the kingdom of God, in other words, as God is building his kingdom, as people are trusting in Christ for the forgiveness and redemption of, of their souls, God's kingdom is being built. Okay? And he says, here's, he, here's how God is doing that. The seed is scattered, the word of God is preached. And just like the farmer goes to sleep, wakes up, goes to sleep, wakes up, that farmer, watch this, has no control over that seed growing. Notice what he says. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The farmer has no power over making that seed grow. Now remember, what is the seed? What's the seed in this parable? It's the word of God. Follow this. This is, this is so powerful. Look what it says. The earth produces by itself. The earth is the one producing the seed to grow the blade, the air, then the full grain. What is he saying? The word of God is what changes a man's heart. The word of God. It is something that is divine. It is something that is supernatural. And he compares it to that seed being planted. Farmer goes about his business and the farmer is simply waiting for what to happen. For the seed to grow, for the wheat to ripen or the corn to ripen, and then he just harvests it. But what made the growing? He says, not the farmer. 
The farmer didn't do it. God did. This is the power of God's word. This is what this is not just another book, as the critics like to say. It's just another piece of ancient literature. This is a supernatural book. The word of God literally changes a man's disposition. It changes the heart of a person. You want the answer to all the race problems today? It's the word of God. Man's heart needs to be changed. Why do we have racists today? Because hearts need to be changed. Why do we have drug dealers and abusers and corruption in politics? Because man's heart needs to be changed. You can't legislate morality. The word of God divinely changes the heart of a man. And so Jesus says God's kingdom is built through the seed going into the heart of man, which is the word of God, and God using it to change us. Look at verse 29. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So the crop is growing. He has no control over the crop. But then what happens? The farmer goes out one day and harvests the crop. God did the growth. God gave the increase. God changed the person. Yeah, this is so important to understand, especially as we start Allentown Fellowship Church. It is not going to be us, me, that changes anybody. It's the Word of God. That's why the Word of God must remain central to what we proclaim. Not programs, not how to feel better about yourself, but give the teaching of God's Word. And as people hear the teaching of God's Word, that's what penetrates their mind and their heart, and that's what will change them. And then guess what? We will see fruit. Stick with, 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 with the parable. The farmer does see the fruit. But guess what? The farmer can't take credit. <laughs> the farmer can't take credit for what grew. Why? Remember it said he slept and woke and slept. He did not do or cause the growth. He doesn't even know how it grows, but he reaps the benefit of it. So as we preach God's word and we're faithful to preaching God's word, it'll go forth. And remember, like we saw in the parable of the sower, some of the seed is going to fall on hearts that are going to receive it, accept it, and then God's going to start changing people's lives. And we can rejoice and praise God when we see people's lives changing. Because it's not us that's going to do it. It's going to be God. But he does it through his word. This is how God's kingdom grows. Now he goes on. gives another parable in verse 30. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for? It is like a grain of mustard seed. Which when sown on the ground. Is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Wow. 
The kingdom of God is like this little small seed, a grain, a little mustard seed. I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed, but it's very tiny, very tiny. Yet that little seed, when planted, creates this huge mustard bush. This is what God's word does. Very small, it doesn't take much for the word of God to start causing conviction in the heart of us. And yet, what does it produce? Look at what he says. Which when sown on the ground, it's the smallest, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants. To the point where it puts out large branches that even the birds of the air can make their nests inside these large mustard trees. Remember, this is a parable. He said, what, how can we compare the kingdom of God? Think about the preaching of God's word. It may seem so insignificant to people, like whatever. But yet, as it goes into the heart of man, it produces and grows. It, 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 it not only changes you, but it changes people around you. Because now that you're changed, the way you treat people is different. The, the, the Word of God is something that just keeps slowly expanding, expanding, and expanding. Just like that little seed that looks like nothing, but now it expands to the point where even birds are living in that plant. God's word will expand and will grow. What is he saying? The preaching of God's word brings forth the kingdom. See, this is why when you look at all the unrest that's going on in our world, with all the stuff that's going on and all the uncertainty, God's kingdom is still growing. Just like that little mustard seed, it's not insignificant. People may think it's irrelevant. Christianity is, is, is a lost cause. But like the mustard seed that's going to grow into this massive plant, God's kingdom is still doing the same thing. In spite of COVID, in spite of racism, in spite of economic unrest, anxiety, depression, suicide, God's kingdom is unstoppable. This is what Jesus is saying. It echoes when Jesus says in one of the other Gospels, I will build my kingdom, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Man, that brings me hope. I don't find my hope in the headlines and all the stuff that's going on in the world. We need to be aware of what's going on in the world. But if you are a true believer, your king, Jesus, is building his kingdom. Like the mustard plant, it's going to keep growing. And then one day in the future, he will literally set up his kingdom on a new heavens and new earth. That's the hope of every believer. So I don't get discouraged or depressed because of what's happening in our world. This world is not my home. I'm passing through this world. As a matter of fact, what does God say about this world? Whose kingdom is it? Satan's. The 
Bible says Satan is the God of this world. Small g. God has allowed Satan to rule and reign to a certain extent on this world. But even in the midst of that, God's kingdom, like the mustard seed, is growing. It's growing. And at some point, at a future date, Jesus says, I will return. And I will set up my kingdom that will be an everlasting kingdom. Fully visible to everybody. The kingdom is here. Yes, it is. And it's growing right among us. Does it look like it? Look out in the world, you might say, no, it doesn't. Rights are being taken away from believers. Seems like when you speak out for the things of God, believers get labeled intolerant. Doesn't seem like God's kingdom's growing. No, Jesus says God's kingdom is growing. It's like that little mustard seed, but man, it is growing. That brings me encouragement. That lets me know my preaching is not in vain because God's word, the more it goes out, the more people listen to it, God uses it to build his kingdom. Our labors are not in vain. His kingdom is going to be built. If you're discouraged because you're not seeing fruit, let me encourage you not to get discouraged because the fruit is going to come. It's going to come. Even in your own life with the things you're wrestling with, if you're going back and forth and struggling, going up and down, sideways, I'm trying to get this thing right. Keep the seed coming in your life, which is the word of God. Why? God says it's going to produce fruit. See, here's what Satan wants you to do. You keep failing at stuff. So Satan wants you to close this. Whatever, it doesn't work. No, no, no. Just like the farmer doesn't know how that seed grows because it's a supernatural act. You keep filling your mind with the word of God. God says, I'm going to use it. And I'm going to change you from the inside out. Look at what he says. Verse 33. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. Wow, interesting. He only gave them what they were able to comprehend. He did not speak to them without a parable. But privately, to his own disciples, he explained everything. Again, remember Jesus said, because of their hardness of their heart, he is now going to speak in parables, where the spiritual meaning is going to be hidden within the parables. So he chose to speak in parables to the masses. But when he got alone with his disciples, he explained everything. Slow down. Slow down. Look at your life and ask yourself this question. Am I putting God's word into my heart? If I'm a child of God, I am already part of God's kingdom. You're already part of God's kingdom. If you are trusting in Christ for salvation, you are already in the kingdom. Now what is God doing in each of us who are already in the kingdom? He's growing us, conforming us to look more like Jesus Christ. How does he do that? Through his word. Through his word. Ask yourself, how are you doing? 
Now that I'm in the kingdom of God, am I constantly being transformed on the inside of my heart? Is my life really bearing fruit? What is that fruit? It's fruit that is the fruit of the Spirit. Patience, love, self-control. Like, is, am I looking more like Jesus Christ? Because that's what God is doing in every believer. And then know this. In spite of what we see happening in our world, God is building his kingdom. Jesus said the gates of hell are not going to prevail. The gate, Satan, Satan has already lost. Satan's head was crushed when Jesus got up out of that grave. He knows he's defeated. But he's going to do everything to build the kingdom of darkness. And we see it in all kinds of ways in our world today. In the midst of that, know that God is building his kingdom. Now watch this. How does God do it? He does it through the word. How does the word get out? You. You. The word doesn't just drop down from the sky. You throw the word out. You throw the seed. The Bible says, how will they hear if someone doesn't proclaim? That's your job. So in the midst of a dark world, in the midst of a world where Satan is the God of this world, we see God is building his kingdom, but he uses his word, and it's a divine act. But the word doesn't get out if you don't speak it. If you're not giving the word to your co-workers, to your classmates, to your neighbors, you don't have to be a preacher to give the word. God says, you're the one. You're the one that I use. So the question becomes, how are you doing with that, guys? How are you doing with the word of God, putting it out among believers, putting it out among your friends? How are you doing with that? It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get caught up in so many other things. But we need to be about his kingdom. We're part of his kingdom. We're part of being built. Having his kingdom being built through the word. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you're building your kingdom. You're using us to put forth your word. God, may we be encouraged to know no matter what's going on in this world, you are building your kingdom. God, may we rejoice in that. Take courage that you are in control and then do our part to give the word of God out to those in our sphere of influence. Oh, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Help us, God, to walk and live faithfully for him this week in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the AFC Podcast. I hope and pray today's word has challenged you to align your thinking with God's word. If you would like to come visit us for one of our services, we would love to have you. We are located at 457 West Allen Street in Allentown, Pennsylvania. We are in what is called the Daybreak Room, which is housed in the Dubs Community Center. 457 West Allen Street, Allentown, PA. Our services start at 1 p.m. So if you're looking for a church that sticks to the word of God, come on out and join us. We'd love to see you. Till next time, God bless.